And so this morning, Steph and I, we would like to just briefly share a hand of God story from our marriage. And then we're going to hand it off to you guys in your small groups and allow you to share a part of your marriage story this morning. But I've asked my bride to to kick us off when it comes to this. (laughs) Well, good morning. Really honored to be here with all of you and to share a little real story about our real marriage because we are just like you. We are, um, we have highs, we have lows. Some days we love each other, some days we struggle to like each other. Uh, It's real life, but I'm thankful to be married to him. Almost three years ago, um, exactly at this time, Trav and I found ourselves in our own Red Sea situation. We had recently sold our condo We were happily renting a home while we waited and continued to save for a bigger home to fit our family. The kids were settled in their school. We loved our neighbors dearly. Life felt pretty good. But then we had a few curveballs thrown our way. We both went down with pneumonia, of all things, on Christmas Eve. Ten days into the new year, our landlord gave us notice that we needed to move because he was unexpectedly going to sell. And just one week after that, after thinking I was still sick from the aftermath of the pneumonia, I realized, oh no, I'm newly pregnant with our fourth, which was the biggest and most unplanned shocker of it all. It was a roller coaster of emotion, uh, but extremely stressful to say the least, and all of it was totally outside of our plan. It was the middle of winter, the housing market had the lowest inventory in months, It was a seller's market with bidding wars galore and very little to choose from in our price range. I mean, very little. (laughs) We had kids in school, a baby on the way, and no idea how we would scrap together what we needed for a down payment. None of it felt fair. All of it seemed like it came at us out of left field. Honestly, we went to bed every night and just laid there. A million thoughts swirling with no obvious solutions rising to the top. But on the last day of January, God literally dropped a home from what felt like the sky into our lap. It was not what we expected. It was not where we expected, but it was just right for us. All the details immediately came together. The timing of everything lined up perfectly, and the sellers gave us every single thing we asked for even covering our closing costs, which was completely miraculous at the time. You know, we look back on that season with such affection for the Lord and awe at how he miraculously parted the waters for us when we could not see any way out. He gave us dry ground to walk on. He protected us. He provided for us at every turn. Honestly, it was an unbelievable time for us to live through and not easy. Through that real season of need, we learned again how to trust him with everything we had, and he proved himself, once again, faithful and kind. But my favorite detail of our story is that when I personally was feeling most desperate in the wait, probably a little hormonal as well, (laughs) with the clock ticking and literally nowhere to go, God gave me this following scripture. And I asked a few of our friends and our family to pray it over us while we were waiting. He gave me Matthew 10, 29, which says, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. It was a significant reminder to me that he knew 
our needs, and he would take care of us. Nothing was beyond his knowledge or ability. And so just a few days later, when he delivered the one and only, and I mean the one and only home that fit our parameters at just the right time, guess what we noticed when we pulled into the driveway to look at it for the very first time? It was, I wish I had a drum set, we need a drum roll. It was on Sparrow Road. Isn't that just great? With a fresh reminder that we were even more valuable to him than the sparrows, we bought it. And every time we write our address, and I just wrote it a million times for Christmas cards, we have a tangible reminder of what God did for us and who he is. He is faithful, he is caring, and he is wise. We saw the hand of God move in a huge way. And in our marriage, God used that incredibly intense season to help us trust him together. But even still, life hasn't been perfect on Sparrow Road, including the first night we spent there. (laughs) Yes, so as mentioned before, in regards to our family, we have four kids. At the time, three, obviously with Westy, who was on the way. Moving, as you know, is absolutely exhausting, even more so when you throw in the kids. So we were in the very first day in our our home there in Waconia on Sparrow, and um, Seth and I were just kind of chilling on the couch. I think it was right at the time of March Madness. We're catching a few of the basketball games, and we noticed it became eerily quiet in our home. Now, most of the time, silence is golden, unless you have children, then it's just suspicious. And so I had to go inspect and find out where our kids are. In particular, you know, we have to find out where our boys are. So I go up to our main level. And as I come up to the main level, I look over to the right and there is the door to our garage. And it's propped open just a little bit. So I think, okay, they're in the garage. So as I walk in the garage, let me set the scene for you. Because in the garage, there's still just piles and piles and piles of boxes for moving. I also happened to forget I had left the ladder down for the attic space that's got a little bit more storage for us that we were putting in a few of our boxes. And as I come into the garage, I see Carter, who's our 10-year-old, and I couldn't see Walker, uh, who's our 6-year-old, but it looks like Carter's standing over Walker, and he's saying to Walker, Buddy, it's going to be okay. I'm going to go get Mom and Dad. Just stay right here. And Carter just looked panic-stricken and nervous. Not only like he was going to get in a lot of trouble, but there was a situation that was beyond him, and he was scared. And they were seven and three at the time. Seven and three at the time. Yeah. Yes, so Walker is three. And so I come over to the situation as I move beyond the boxes, and there is Walker on the ground. And he's got like a cut and abrasion on his face, and he's bleeding, and he's crying. And then as I look at him, I just happen to look up. And there's insulation falling from our ceiling. And what happened is he got up into the attic space. And in the attic space, there's two huge pieces of plywood. Beyond that, it's just insulation. Well, he went up there, and it was dark. And he stepped off the edge of that platform and stepped right through the insulation and fell 11 feet onto concrete. And so as I'm assessing like what has happened and I'm looking at him, I have no idea the extent of any kind of injuries he may have. Whether he's got like a concussion, if he landed partly on his head, if he's got like a, a, a back issue, or he's broken a bone. I have no idea, he's just crying. 
And so I gently pick him up and I carry him inside the house and I'm like, Steph, I think we may have to go to the ER. And he started kind of getting lethargic and stuff and it really kind of scared us a little bit. And so we went to the hospital, the ER. Thankfully, everything in Waconia is relatively closely located. It took us about three minutes to get there. Again, this is the first day we've been in Waconia, and now we're making a trip to the hospital. We tell the nurse there at the station as we come in to check in, and she deems it like a level two trauma. And all of a sudden, like, bells start going off and whistles, and, and there's just a flood of activity. And quickly, he's ushered back uh, to, uh, you know, where they're going to start checking him out and so um we immediately moved back there with him and they x-ray him and they're doing all these checks on him and asking him and thankfully after x-raying him and asking all these questions and he started to settle down we discovered that he didn't have any broken bones again we're talking about 11 foot fall for a three-year-old onto concrete didn't have any broken bones and so but they wanted also check for any kind of internal bleeding so they brought an ultrasound machine over and here's where it was kind of like comic relief. Steph obviously was pregnant at the time. Walker, even though he's three, he understood that an ultrasound machine checks for babies. <laughs> so they come over and they put the little gel on his stomach and they start doing this and he's like, wait a minute, am I pregnant? <laughs> I'm like, buddy, the fall was so bad, you're pregnant. <laughs> and he's like, we're doing that again. <laughs> but we were so thankful in that moment as we had a moment to laugh together as a family that he literally had a hand of protection over us that day and in every little detail and every little thing, not only from the place that we would move to on Sparrow Road, but even the moment he would fall from the attic in our garage onto the floor. He was protecting and providing and we're just so thankful that in that moment and in that day, in that very place, we could see God's hand in all of it. And so this morning, we want to give you an opportunity to share in these small groups, maybe a little part of your story. Again, we're not expecting you to divulge everything. But out of those five H's that we covered, is there one of them really speaks to you this morning that you would like to share just a couple minutes? Something about your marriage story. Because it matters. Have a great time sharing with each other.